Welcome to Waste Not and Feed the Need, the podcast for Los Angeles Family Christian. This is episode number four, so we're excited that we're kind of still here after four episodes. Uh, I can't believe it. My name is Mauricio Cordova. I'm your co-host with David Hot. David, how are you? Hello, all. How are you all doing today? It's another exciting day here at Loaves and Fishes, and we're excited that we get to talk to our next victim. I mean, guest um, around what we are all trying to do together. And uh, thank you, Mauricio, for the for the uh, introduction. Thank you. Well, we want to welcome Patty Alvarez. He is with Daily Ball, uh, a food recovery organization in the East Bay. Uh, that is the area. Uh, We'll say south of Oakland to some of those of you that are not in, uh, are familiar with the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area. Welcome, Patty. How are you? Very good. I, I thank you for having me on. Good afternoon, Mauricio. Good afternoon, David. Uh, it is a nice warm day outside. It uh, it goes well with your last name, done it today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. With, okay. hot with two T's. The two T's, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the temperature outside today. And uh, it's thank you for the introduction. It's so great to be on this podcast with both of you. Um, as Mauricio said, uh, I'm from Daily Bowl. We are a food recovery organization in, uh, in Alameda County. To expand on Mauricio's geographical the definition, um, it's anywhere in the Bay Area. So we are on the east side of the, the, the Bay. So, you know, and we, we are really from the southern part of Alameda County, but we work across the Bay Area, wherever the needs are, wherever, wherever the donations are. And... Uh, that's what we do. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. I know, Patty, I mean, the organization is fairly new. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how it got started? What, what you know, uh, what came about to how to do this? I mean, it's like I said, uh, growing an organization from scratch is not something that happens all the time, and, and not all of them succeed and, and, uh, and stay around. So please elaborate on that because that is a fantastic side of the story. Yeah. Sure. Um, I had a previous uh, retail business before I started this. And when that closed, I swore, I swore I will never, ever do another business in the state of California. Guess what? I started another <laughs> business. But this time it's a nonprofit, right? Um, but the... The seeds really, uh, if for for the people who don't know and stuff like that, um, a District 3 supervisor from Alameda County, Vilma Chan, she started this, uh, you know, she wanted to bring about the, com she wanted to help uh, the community in the underserved areas and stuff like that. And she's trying to figure out how best to help the county out. And she started this program called All In. And, and one of the offshoots of that was All In Eats. So when I closed one the uh, the previous business venture and I was trying to figure out what to do, I was just volunteering at a food pantry line, and we started noticing that people were asking for culturally relevant and ethnically relevant food, produce, and food. And around the same time, I was, I was talking to some of the uh, the people out in the community, and they said, you know, school kids also are hungry. 
And it took me by surprise. Why should school kids come? Why should kids come to school hungry? It, it turns out there was the prevalence of hunger. And we started digging deeper and deeper. And I wanted to, to help out with the culturally relevant and the ethnically relevant stuff for the clients because it is the Bay Area, right? A demo, it's a huge change in a demography, uh, the, the demographics and everything. And... That's how it just started. I mean, I knew some of the local grocery store owners, you know, the ethnic store owners, and I said, hey, you know, why don't you give us some of your, let's say, daikon radish, or why don't you give us some of your okra that is going bad? And because the traditional food banks may not give you the daikons and uh, the okras and the bok choys and stuff. And... Uh, when we used to get 10 pounds a month, we were very happy. They thought we, you know, we cracked the jackpot. And... That's how we started, really, with 10 pounds a month. Existence, we're still relatively new and learning every day. Uh, I have a T-shirt that says, always a student. And that is so relevant to everybody and every day. You always learn everything every day. You know, Patty, that's so wonderful because I know my introduction to you was when we were involved in collaborating about the food box program and right. I met you and you took me on a tour of your operation. And, you know, I just want to say to the, to the listeners that Patty is quite a humble human. The guy will change your life if you spend a few minutes with him because he lives, breathes, and really believes in the mission that he has put in place with his business. And he helps the community at large. And he's very humble about that. And he touches a lot more than just the local community that he's in. So I felt it necessary to communicate that to listeners and also to you, Patty. It's an honor to know you. And I, I, I'm grateful I can call you a friend. Thank now you. you. You talked about the history and the evolution. Mm -hmm. What do you find? What do you find to be that thing that drives you and keeps you engaged in what we get to do together? Well, you know, it's okay. First things first, David, um, if I can get a snippet of this recording where you were lauding me and applauding me, I'm, <laughs> I am going to show it to my wife because she's going to wonder who the, who's coming home, who's coming home. Right. But, <laughs> I'll be happy to. There you go. I'll be happy but, to. <laughs> but, uh, jokes aside, it is, um, the previous retail business, we were always rooted in the community. We were very deeply vested in the community. We wanted to bring up the community and, uh, you know, uh, so that, that was part of the, uh, I carried that into this, this venture. Now, in this venture, you're really in the community. You are a nonprofit. You operate for the community. And w w what happened was, okay, we're going to feed people. Okay, so there's, there's excess food. We're trying to get that. So we sat down and we, we thought about it and we said, you know, let's look at it from the environmental angle. There's so much excess food that's, you know, that's being discarded. There's so much surplus food. Let's get that and give it to people. But then 
We said, you know what, let's try to feed people. But then we realized there are agencies like Loaves and Fishes or other agencies that actually go and feed the people. So we don't want to reinvent that process. We didn't want to do that. But what we wanted to do was we want to tell Loaves and Fishes, look, you focus on what you know best, which is feeding people. We will be your wheels on the ground and we will get the available surplus and we will give it to you. Right. So now. You are, in the sense, we saving you the trouble of going out and, and getting the surplus and rescuing food. That's our mission is really rescuing surplus food and distributing that to agencies who can feed the people. So we saw the environmental angle, the greenhouse gases and everything. And we saw the neighborhood needs. And the way we set, set, set about this, I said about this was, targeting agencies that are really rooted within the community and help out, right? So we work with big institutions, we work with small institutions, we work with local places of worship. They need food, we have food, we give it to you. So that's how it is. Thank you, Patty. Oh, you're welcome. Patricia. <laughs> you know, the, the part that I think a lot of folks maybe don't understand or uh, figure out is how big this need is out there in the community, right? How many thousands of people I know we all work, one of the things that is in the papers a lot and people talk a lot about is the unhoused, right? There's a lot of uh, commonly known uh, homeless folks in, in throughout the Bay Area, not only in San Jose or San Francisco, the big cities, Oakland, they're all over the Bay Area. And, and that's a one part. It's a, it's, a, it's a very important population that we need to take care of, not only for the food aspects, mental health and other services that they need, but there is a big chunk of population that you kind of referred to earlier that people don't talk much about, right? Are those folks that have limited income and they barely are making it to be able to pay rent. They have to decide between paying rent and putting gas in the car or buying food, right? And, yeah. and yeah. that is a huge amount of population like in the San Mateo, Santa Clara County, you're talking about three quarters of a million yeah. um, in that and then the Alameda County. Uh, so, you know, with, with that in mind, with that kind of that uh, part of it, you know, uh, what is your thoughts about uh, uh, how much food we need out there and, you know, the beauty of uh, something that California is doing, which is, you know, we're so far ahead and in a lot of things. I'm very proud to say that we're in California, we're, we're pioneers in some stuff. We have a problem. No doubt about it. You know, we have a lot of things that we need to fix, but uh, I don't want to, I don't want to do another business in California. Yeah. Guess what? I'm doing another business. I do have a question here. Basically is, you know, it's, it's all the, uh, how many people, you know, uh, we need to help a lot of folks. Uh, SB 1383 is a big thing that is done roll up in California. Uh, yeah. But what are your thoughts about, you know, how do we, how do we share the message with folks about all the other folks that are not homeless that need help and they're, you know, uh, uh, food insecure and mm -hmm. uh, some folks call it the, the uh, working poor and that's probably not the best term. Uh, yeah. Tell us about, you know, what is your experience with uh, uh, the message? How do we get the community involved and how do we utilize SB 1383, uh, which is going to help us uh, push more food recovery to, to help this population? Sure. Um, I will answer this in kind of a two or three part statement. You know, when, when you started asking the question, of, when we started mentioning the homeless and, you know, the uh, people with financial difficulties and everything. So 
the homeless are what you call the visible face of hunger, right? Or a visible face of need, right? Now you say people with financial difficulties, they are the invisible population because you never know your own next door neighbor could be suffering, right? They might just yeah. be able to pay the bills, and keep the roof, you know, but they may not be able to feed their kids. And this is what we notice, you know, the kids are coming to school hungry. It's because mom and dad can't pay the bill. So, you know, here's two, $2 or a dollar, go grab the burger at McDonald's. Now that's food, but is that really food? Right? No. It's not. So, you know, so there's that. And then Union City, uh, which is where we are headquartered in, in, in the Southern Alameda County area, they pioneered a program called the, a caravan program. What they noticed was a lot of these families with these kids were sleeping in their cars in some really rough neighborhoods or in the Walmart parking lots and stuff like that. And then there was the typical law and order problems and everything. So the city got together and they started working with, let's say places of worship and stuff like that and said, you know what, families will give you safe spot to, uh, to park for the night. Right. So on Mondays, you can park at this church on Tuesdays, you can park it here and things like that. And oh, by the way, there's Wi-Fi here so the kids can do the homework. There is, you know, oh, the, the uh, laundromat or stuff like that. And then local churches started providing the wraparound services. And one of the wraparound services was by us. We started providing them the prepared meals when we when we went out and rescued, let's say, sandwiches and the salads and everything. They were the beneficiaries of this. This is what we were doing, right? And we thought we were doing great. And we thought we were the only one. It turns out there was discussion going on at the state level as to how to control these excess food because food waste is the third, third largest greenhouse gas emitter, right? So the state decided, you know what? How to control greenhouse gas? Food waste is a problem. So here is SP 1383, which is seriously a landmark legislation in the country. They said, you know, all edible organics, 20% of all the edible organics, instead of going to be waste, give it to nonprofits like us or, or like you, right? And that really is opening up a lot of doors of donors, suddenly they realize, oh, we have to comply with the law. Here is two fresh trays of good meals that we are about to toss. David and Mauricio, do, uh, does loaves and fishes want it? Of course you'll say yes. Now these are the two trays that you didn't know existed, right? So that's the beauty about this legislation. And that is also going to help us with the caravan program or with your programs working with the unhoused or even the financially insecure people. And uh, it's uh, for the people who don't know about about SB 13 you know, you might just look at a small restaurant and say there's some food waste. But if you go up the supply chain, there is, there might actually be, you know, the distributors, the farmers, the growers, they might be having food excess. So that's all cascading down the line. And now we are looking at huge volumes coming in. And with organizations like Loaves and Fishes or Centro de Servicios, where we have our HQ, they can really serve the community with that. Yeah. And it's, we'll take it. And, you know, it's, it's such an important point to point out that not only 
are we both able to support this wonderful legislation or at the end of the day, able to provide the meals to the communities that we serve. So in what you shared about helping the children turning into an evolution of being able to help establish additional serving sites, which evolved to being able to support others, we're now lucky enough to be part of this, this I'll call it movement, supporting a law that was created to support the process of not putting it in the ground. That's right. You put it in the ground, it turns into methane, that hurts Mother Earth, right? That's right, that's so right. So why not take that good quality food and use it to feed those in need, right? And that's right. the three of us are so actively involved in that effort and we get to be part of this exciting time, right? And mm -hmm. to your point, you know, it, it isn't the David Hot Show. However, yes, it's hot outside. And <laughs> yes, my name is spelled with two T's. However, we're all like, this is just speaks to the fact that we're collectively and collaboratively with the help of great sponsors like Cal EPA and providing funds to, to put these things together yeah. to be able to take those meals that would otherwise go into the landfill and bring them out to the communities that we serve. That's and we right. get to do it together. It's like, yeah. it's wonderful. Anyway, I should be quiet and, and, and give it back to you. <laughs> no, the way you're saying things, I need to record this for the wife at home. So go ahead, keep oh, talking. Keep talking. It's recorded. Keep talking. It's recorded. You can use this later, Patty. <laughs> you know, Patty, as you as you are, I mean, let let me go back for a second. You said you started this with ten pounds of recovered food, right? Yeah. Where yeah. with us right now? Where are you? How many? Because through the through the pandemic, I know you recovered and helped distribute. Uh, with the help of many organizations uh, in Alameda County yes. and other places, how many millions of pounds have uh, Daily Bowl been able to, I don't want to call it broker, but help, uh, you know, uh, uh, put in people's uh, plates? Well, um, I'm going to call it pre-pandemic and I'm going to call it post-pandemic. And I would really love to say we are out of the pandemic phase and we are in the endemic phase right now. Uh, mm. the, 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 the pandemic phase technically started for us on or around March 10th of 2020, okay, which is when a governor, a Gavin Newsom said, shut it down, right? So um, when we started, we were doing a 10 pounds a month and you know we we're really happy and stuff like that. And as we slowly started progressing, trying to talk to people, trying to talk to donors, um, we didn't know who to approach and we just blindly talking to anybody. We were doing about, you know, 2000 pounds a month or, you know, maybe 3000 pounds a month. You know, we were happy. Right. But then the, and we had started laying out the groundwork on, on how to expand, go talk to more and more donors and agencies. And then the pandemic hit when the pandemic hit, all the donors who are, you know, we used to work with the restaurant, the distributors, like, a, you know, in a, as you mentioned, the example of Cisco. So we work with the others in Alameda County. They had this huge inventory, right? Because the hospitality, just, the, the, the industry shut down. This is really good quality stuff. So they would just call. And, and, and then this, the, the federal government found out that, you know, the farmers were tossing out a lot of good stuff. So they started creating this farmers to family boxes through the USDA program. In those two months, I think we helped about 4 million pounds of food channel its way 
to people who actually needed it right and now that we are in the endemic phase and you know and because of that our visibility grew heck it's because of that i got in touch with y'all right it's because of that i got, got in touch with loaves and fishes because of the the pandemic is how do we help the community how do i move things and now that we are in the endemic phase because of this visibility we are we are averaging about 6000 to 7000 pounds a day you know so this is just classic surplus from various sources um there can be two ways either the uh, they have excess inventory or they're changing their branding or they're changing you know the suppliers and stuff like that so now they, they have excess inventory and we help move that uh, the case in point what we did um if i were to brag about our relationship if i'm may i brag about our relationship for today Please, am please I allowed do. to? Am I allowed then, to? Then we can. Then we can use what you're saying about us as you are going to use about okay. you, and so, we'll, it'll be reciprocal. How's that? <laughs> there you go. So we work with the hospital, uh, the hospitals out here, and um, we they have these single serving meals for patients, and so they they have a census count for patients, and if if. Uh, patients don't show up or they don't need the meals all the excess we go and rescue it so the local hospital we were almost net zero in food waste right and so now it turns out due to internal pressures or what have you they had a huge surplus of frozen meals right they called me and they said look we have about 800 pounds of frozen individual serving meals do you know anybody who can use that sure enough david <laughs> can loaves and fishes use those meals right yes. <laughs> and today your colleague jonathan came by and picked up 800 pounds of frozen individual size meals right Yay! so now what is so now what has happened <laughs> we have helped the donor avoid tossing it in the bin and you are helping your clients out with the meals that come in so this is how it works out so um in the the endemic phase now i'll I, I'd like to call and I always tell people when I talk to do not look at the data between March 2020 and let's say December 2021 okay do not compare your growth to that it is very misleading but look at uh, Feb 2020 and look at Jan 2021 uh, 2022 and that's how you visualize your growth thank you Patty you know something that uh, people maybe uh It's hard to understand or really, I mean, you don't talk about it in numbers uh, because we talk about millions of pounds of food, right? And to give you an example, you know, the average person to be able to get three meals a day uh, in a year requires almost 1,100 uh, meals, so 1,093 meals. That's what the number of meals that people need. So a million, if you look at a million meals recovered and you divide it by the 1,093, that, that will feed only 914 people. So yeah. it's kind of a, you know, we talked about millions of pounds and millions of pounds and everybody's like, oh my God, there's food coming out of our ears. People should be not hungry because there's yeah. all these millions of pounds of food. But again, it's one of those things that, you know, 914. And uh, if you kind of think about that, it, it, 914 people were fed with a million meals. So yeah. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't get as far as people think. When we do that, and going back to the the uh, uh, food recovery of ASCII 23 and all those things, and to kind of give maybe our audience a visual on 
the amount of food that goes to waste and why is P3 so important to reduce not only greenhouse gases, but waste of food. You know, in, in, uh, in California, we throw enough food every day to fill the Rose Bowl. So just think about the Rose Bowl, right? You everybody's seen a picture of it. It's a big ball, big uh, stadium. We fill it up every day and then you start all over. So you kind of have that mental vision. It's easier to kind of think about it like, oh my God, that's a lot of food. Because when you're talking about thousands, millions of pounds, it's you numbers to see. Yeah, you can't, you can't say that because you haven't seen it. You can't fathom it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. So sometimes some of that, but again, you know, like I said, a million meals would only feed 914 people in one, 915 to round up a little bit, I guess. Somebody's going to take my math, but it's uh, 914.91. So we'll do 915 folks for a year. That is, that's not a lot. So that's the reason yeah. why, you know, all these millions of pounds that will be available through, uh, is 33 to help feed folks. It's so important that we try to rescue as much as we can. On, yeah. uh, on that. I mean, David, what are your thoughts? What else, you know, can Patty tell us about all the great work you're doing and, and how do we are uh, going to help him and help everybody else? There's a lot of organizations that he works with. He works with Pony Express in these Bay. Uh, we want to make sure that, you know, we're not the only beneficiaries for, of their, their serve, of what they do, which is fantastic. There are so many great organizations throughout the Bay Area that do this fantastic work and we need to let him know. I mean, the food banks and everybody else. So, David, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you, you know, I think it's something that's really cool about the relationship that we have with Daily Bowl and Patty specifically is that we share resources. Yeah. He knows that we, we specialize in prepared meals. So when a prepared meal option shows up on his store, he refers it our way. If raw ingredients or raw produce comes on our door and we are able to share it with him, He'll find items that we can use within our kitchen, and then we can make those part of our prepared meal program. So we're able to not only do the prepared food side related to recovering prepared meals, we're also able to use some of the ingredients he sends our way to put into our our meals, the four to 7,000 meals we create in our own kitchen per day, which is wonderful. It's a way that organizations can share the wealth, we'll call it, mm-hmm. and share this relationship. And I think it's so important, like this this, this space that we, we work in at times can seem to be a little competitive, right? Yeah. However, what I appreciate about our relationship is we're just out to help provide meals to those in need. Mm-hmm. It's not about a competition. It's no. about a collaboration. That's and right. I think, I think it's so important for, and yeah, you can use this for your wife again. Um, Patty, you are a stellar and a flagship example of how that can work if we all work together. That's right. And, and, and so how did you get there? Like what, like what makes that I mean, I've seen your day and you balance thousands of things all at the same time and you still show up the happy-go-lucky guy that you are. How do you do that? It's all the coffee you drink. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> but, 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 you know, uh, when you, start, you actually made a very, very good point, okay? Um, and, and this is, I'm going to hark back to what I said a few minutes ago. People think about, excess meals as from the restaurants, you know, like, so there's extra food in the restaurants, right? Now here you're talking about ingredients for that, that you're using in your kitchen, right? So 
so so let's say you know you're making a stir fry the kitchen uh, the loaves and fishes kitchen is making a stir fry right uh, what goes into this so let's say you're feeding 500 people right so you need, you'll need rice noodles for 500 people you'll need vegetables you need some protein you'll need some sauces for that right a common person about a food rescue may not fathom that right whereas when we work with distributors they'll call and say you know what patty we have two pallets now each pallet approximately is about 1500 pounds give or take right they say patty we have two pallets of pasta can somebody use it this is perfect for loaves and fishes kitchen it's a raw ingredient right yep. we work with the, the other donor they said you know what we have 10 10 10 cases of soy sauce again this is all the ingredients for a stir fry that can be used by loaves fishes right yeah. so yeah. Th- so this is uh, the raw ingredients so now the way we designed it and and we started building it up and the way we 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 set about doing this okay who can use the stuff that we rescue right so mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the example yesterday i mean i'm going back to yesterday was uh we we work with a donor who supplies ice cream you know high end high quality ice cream and it's only sold at, at you know whole foods and the 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 dragers and the andronicos uh it's vegan ice cream a keto ice cream and regular ice cream but it's about 10 bucks a pint kind of thing right mm-hmm. now will loaves and fishes be able to use the ice cream probably not and by the time you drive it across to san jose you know you're losing the effectiveness of the ice cream but there are local agencies here who have food drives every day they can use that you know people waiting in line grab and go kind of thing right so we we designed our system such a way that building it up to the maximum usage and when when mauricio was talking about the sba 1383 which is basically saying look don't waste food at the source because it's contributing to greenhouse now it doesn't make sense for me to get two pallets of ice cream and go and, and, and dump it on loaves and fishes now what is happening they are going to waste it right so there's a downstream waste there's no upstream the 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 folks upstream are saying oh patty took it we have no no bills for compost now it's all paddies <laughs> right so we we built up such a way now so and we calculated just looking at it the downstream waste is maybe about 5% of what we pick up in the sense by the time we reach there or something the, the products could have wilted or stuff like that but it's only 5% so we are really playing and we really catering to the needs of each agency based on what we pick up you know that's such a good point um you know it 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 reduces the amount that could originally be placed in the landfill and it spreads out to those agencies that you've created partnerships with yeah to spread out to those to touch more of the overall audience in need right and that's, that's right. i think i think it's a wonderful way to uh get us all involved right and yeah. so how do how does someone know how to reach out to you and get involved in the effort if they're in the your area so if they have something that's in the Alameda County area and i know you don't need it to be that space mm-hmm. you would you would take it if it was from the state of Maryland i know you <laughs> that said Alameda County area right 
How does somebody get in contact with you and find out, you know, is this an option for them to provide that donation to you? You know, in my previous business, my staff were explicitly told, do not give my cell phone number to anybody. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Now the entire world knows my cell phone number because <laughs> yes, it, because do. in this in this operation, <laughs> the only way to get a hold of me if you have any surplus donations is call me on my cell phone. So it's 510-599-6467 or paddy at dailybowl.org. But you know, if 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 there's an, a business in, in Alameda County or actually a business anywhere um, who may not be able to reach David and Mauricio because they're out vacationing, just call me and I'll coordinate <laughs> with David and Mauricio. But um, if you have surplus food, you know, surplus could be the cans may be a little dented or, you know, it's maybe nearing code expiration uh, and things like that. So we will take that. So just call us and we will work with agencies. Um, we we thrive primarily within Alameda County, but because of our partnerships, we have people who can pick it up in other counties as well, right? So with, with, with y'all, y'all are based mainly on the peninsula side, the San Mateo, Santa Clara side. So it's like, hey, you know, David, can you go and pick up from point A? In Contra Costa County, we work with White Pony Express, who did us a huge, huge favor today by picking up nearly 5,000 pounds of stuff because it was on the other side for us. So we built up this relationship. So call me 510-599-6467, paddy at dailybowl.org. Um, and if you, if, if you happen to be a social media savant, then we are on Instagram at UC. So now, Patty, how could they provide funds to support your effort? How could yes. they invest funds to help you continue the effort that, in fact, you're involved in? Now, David, you spoke so eloquently about me. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this to my <laughs> wife. And she says, okay, that's fine and dandy, but where's the money? Right? So, you know, um, so... We are always looking for funding. Uh, it's seven dollars a gallon. It's really going to help. Okay, so you can you can go to our website dailybull.org/slash donate and you can make a donation there. Um, just call me and ask me for our mailing address, and you can snail mail a check to us. We we're not going to say no. <laughs> Any form of money is perfectly good money. Or you know we are on on PayPal as well, so you can make online donations as well. Thank you, Patty. Yeah. Thank you, Patty. I appreciate it. And, you know, again, it's one of those things that we really uh, are grateful to have a partner like yourself and, and be able to Thank share you. a great story. Uh, this is a uh, an ongoing battle in a way. We're going to try to uh, help our environment by saving food and feeding folks, which is at the end what we're trying to accomplish here and uh, and doing all of uh, all the good work that, that is needed because there's so much need out there, right? Um, oh, Yes. Yeah, so uh, with that, I'm going to wrap it up and say, you know, thank you, Patty, again for, for taking the time, David. It's always a pleasure of uh, chatting with you and, uh, and and having the time to share ideas and, and just stories to, to our audience. So until next time, thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Be well, be safe. Thank you. Do the same. And thank you so much to Cal EPA for providing yes. the necessary funds to help to support the effort. We'll continue to move forward with bringing on more and more experts as we move forward. 
Again, Patty, thank you so much for all you do. And I appreciate your friendship. Take good my, care. My pleasure. Thank you. Take Bye, care. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.